Hello, hello. You are now listening to the Holy Ruckus Podcasting Network. We have a new segment, new show that we wanted to roll out called Sinner, Sinner, Saint. We're two sinners. Talk about a saint. And uh, for this first episode, we wanted to grab someone that was familiar but also had a new angle that maybe perhaps people didn't know. And especially since I knew someone that actually met this saint, this modern saint. So we're rocking with St. Mother Teresa of Calcutta from the Missionaries of Charity, who is amazing. But I wanted to talk to my man, Father Dan, to try to hear from him what it was like to meet this titan of a saint, but also uh, to hear about things and maybe clear up some misconceptions about her and her character and just some uh, really cool tidbits that I don't think you can get anywhere else really at least uh not outside of here but anyway that's pretty much it there's a new segment we're going to try it new show called sinner sinner saint episode one saint mother Teresa of calcutta with myself and father dan leary but before we get going just wanted to reiterate and share with you guys that you can like share and subscribe to hear more Follow us on Facebook and on Instagram as we keep growing our following. And yeah, a lot more to come. But thanks for listening. Here it is. Sinner, Sinner, Saint with St. Mother Teresa of Calcutta. She's not on the show, but Father Dan is. So, yeah. We've got some fresh new young talent doing some things that I know you haven't heard before. Why were you made? I was made to be happy. The way to be happy is to know truth and to love goodness. In other words, I am made for God. Pero quiero lío en las dioses. Quiero que se salga fuera. You are now listening to the Holy Ruckus Podcast. Hi, right. hey, gentlemen. You are watching and listening. To the Holy Ruckus, a segment on uh, Sinner, Sinner, Saint, uh, Two Sinners and the Saints, Mother <laughs> Teresa. This is a kind of dual thing of a podcast, but also a video that we wanted to do. This is Father Dan Leary. Say hello. Hello. Father Dan Leary, St. Andrew's pastor, here with Josh, and uh, Labor Day weekend. Pretty tired. Yeah, I mean, I was yawning through, through much of our encounters together, but, um, and there's no other place you'd rather be, right? On a sun, on a Monday night, <laughs> talking to my man Josh, I can't imagine anything better. I'm trying to become a saint, not hang out with this sinner. That's that's true. That's so true, Father. We're we're talking like in these segments, we're talking about a different saint or blessed, someone that is um, with the Lord, right? And and someone that I think is talked about a lot. You know, she's she's always on the the tip of people's tongues. If that's weird, mm-hmm. uh, Saint Mother Teresa and. People, um, I, I mean, we know of our humanitarian efforts. Yeah. We know of, I mean, if, if you've been living under the rock, maybe you know that as, uh, for, for me, I always remember like, oh, the last 40 years of her life, she was spent in like a, a spiritual dryness or like a darkness of the soul kind of thing. And um, which I have had an experience of as well. <laughs> I remember one time I told you, I was in a dry spell one time, Father. And I remember saying to you, I think I'm going through like a dark night of the soul kind of thing, and to which Doubt you it. sincerely, yeah, and to which you said, 
something of that nature. Like, come on, you're not Mother Teresa. You're not that holy. Yeah, exactly. That was pretty much the the whole sentiment. That was but spiritual direction. That was that was yes. And I thought it was going to stay there, but that's cool. I mean, I brought it up, so whatever. Um, so anyway, just some things of of just her life, and but yeah, I mean, she was an Albanian nun who voluntarily went to Calcutta. Was already in an order previously. Yeah, she, I mean, the thing about Mother is, I think in the in the modern culture, you know, she's kind of invoked like St. Francis is with animals and Mother with the poor. You know, there's more to Francis than animals and the sun and the moon. And there's more to Mother than simply just thinking that Mother was only locked in on poverty and leaving them in their poverty. Mother was much more focused on eliminating the spiritual poverty. So she would use the bread um, or water or clothing or bathing them to what? To bring them to baptism, to, to prepare them to meet the Lord. That was, that was Mother's whole charism, to bring many souls to Christ. And so many were baptized on their deathbed. Many received this grace as, as, as the sisters would bring them to Christ. I think it's a misunderstanding at times when people say, well, Mother just loved them and wanted to remain them to remain as they are. She loved them where they were. But Mother also had a profound desire to bring them to Christ through the sacraments. Absolutely. No question. So that was still the mission. Because I remember one time watching like a movie and uh, of her life and it was a good first part was like she was content with just teaching them English because... Because heavy, you know, you're in India, obviously, and that's owned by you know different faith. Like, how did she navigate that? Like, or like you like, say that she's preparing them for baptism, but I guess not early on. I think she I was think mother's love. I think mother's love was the language that penetrated non-believers, uh-huh. because many couldn't believe what mother was doing. You know that the Christian, as opposed to other faiths. Is, is focused on loving Christ in others. And it was very evident that that's what Mother was about. But it wasn't just loving them as an image. Mother saw them as Christ. So she wanted to bring Christ out of them, alive in them, regardless of their physical uh, presentation, regardless of their suffering, regardless of their poverty. So, yes, Mother had a passion, a desire to feed. But through the food, she wanted them to come to know the living God. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You sound like you know her or you knew her. Well, I met Mother a couple <laughs> of times at, at Gift of Peace when I was down there. I drove her one day. It was really just some powerful experiences that I had with Mother. There's a picture of me holding the Miraculous Medal after Mass one uh-huh. day. This was 23 years ago. And there I am. Uh, not as much gray hair as I have now, and I'm For holding sure. these medals. Absolutely, by okay. the way. Okay, thanks. And holding these medals, and mothers just blessing people and giving medals out to people, person after person. I can remember one of the photos I have is a couple coming up to mother. I can remember it just like yesterday, where mother's saying to or saying to mother, "Mother, we want to have a baby." And mother says, "Well, here's a miraculous medal." <laughs> and then mother says, "Say this prayer with me." And the couple repeats it. And Mother's prayer was, Dear Jesus, dear Jesus, give us a baby now. Amen. <laughs> and I remember the, like, the couple had their eyes closed. They had their hands in Mother's hands. 
And I remember like the wife looking up and being like, uh, <laughs> is that all? Because that's never happened. Well, yeah, that's yeah. just mother. Uh-huh. That was her faith. Like, <clears throat> ask Jesus for a baby. And that was just the profound experiences. People would come back and thank mother for praying for them, for babies, for healing, etc. But yeah, I don't know if that particular couple had a baby, but I know that that was a popular prayer of mother. That mm-hmm. direct, that simple, and that in, um, childlike. Were, were you like, so when you roll up to pick up mother to drive her around, or where did you drive her? What are you driving? Are you driving like a, a diocesan issued... <laughs> BMW no, no, I was, I was, incomplete. I was driving my tight 1994 Corsica. Blue <laughs> corduroy. Blue corduroy How interior. It, wait, what's a corduroy? Oh, like corduroy like the pants? Yeah. But that was popular the back in that. Yeah, man. You couldn't hang. So <laughs> okay. it was corduroy. And so there I am. I pull up in front. I had all this garbage in the front passenger seat. Classic. Back. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, as a seminarian... You know, you don't have like a bunch of like, oh, I can't wait to drive people. So <laughs> the passenger seat is like the empty 7-Eleven, big gulp cup, yeah. the empty hot dog package. And so they're like, Brother Dan, you're going to drive mother. So I'm like, Whoa. so I go around, I, I'm throwing everything in the trunk. And what's the hype on mother at this point in the, what, 90? 90, 96. Is the like, hype pretty? A year, oh yeah, everybody's everybody's fired up All for about mother. It? Oh, everybody was coming to see mother. Okay. Everybody. And so... I pull up in front of Gifted Peace and out rolls mother and all the folks that all the residents, the sisters, there's a crowd of people around. I got my Chevy Corsica you fired honk? up. You honk? No, I didn't be like, eh, eh, let's go, mother. Let's go. <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> I got something to do. So what happened was mother gets in and she sits shotgun, right? And in back goes Sister Nirmala, Sister, S- Sister Priscilla, and Sister Sylvia. Sweet. Three across. Okay. Oh, yeah. Seat they're tight. Bike. Mm, it didn't work. So there I am. I'm like rolling does mother out the mother. Wear, oh, does mother, mother wear, wear a seatbelt? Yeah. Mother wanted to. I mean, she didn't want to break a law, but she was protected. Sure. So there I am. I'm rolling all the way out to National Airport. Mother was getting on a plane. And mother had this special plane that was taking her. So, spe- so by that, you mean she had a jet? Well, I don't know if she had a jet, but she had something. Because by this time, every she year, got mother went. She got money. Mother. No. No, mother went because there was always security issues when people saw mother. People would charge mother. And she was older and frail at this time. So we go out and mother gets on this plane, which was very awesome. And um, she gives everybody some medals. And we get back. I get back in my Corsica to go back to the Mount. And... um, Seminary. Yeah. Back to the seminary. Yeah, sure. And the sisters get in their van. The door on the plane closes. The propellers start... (laughs) I get in my car. There goes the van of the sisters. And my car won't start. Okay. So, man, I'm like, I'm in the middle of a tarmac. So I jump out, and I'm like waving my arms. And the hey. sisters do a UB. They come back. I'm a And priest. one of the sisters jumps out. She's like, what's wrong? And you can't even hear because all the other the planes are going. Off. Oh, yeah. But it's not moving yet because This I'm reminds me of Dumb and Dumber. I don't know. I never but saw you're, you're Lloyd Christmas, and you're like... It's okay. I never saw that. I'm a limo driver. You never saw I, I don't see movies. I'm, I got friends. So, okay. sweet, 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 sweet. So propellers, propellers, and they come back. And sister's like, what's up? And I'm like, the car won't start. That's so her problem? So she gives me a few medals that mother gave her, and she puts one on the hood. She goes, go try. So I jump in my car, <sighs> and I'm trying it. Zilch. And she says, one more time. Like, So this is how we're communicating. I'm like, 
So she says one more time. She puts another one on, and it starts right up. What? Seriously. So I get out. I said, sister, you're the best. I snagged the medals, and I drove back to the mount. Yeah. And it worked for about another six months. That's a pretty good deal. Whatever. I was happy. Look, the car had like 180,000 miles on it. You know, by that point, it was dead. But I got some more mileage out of it. It was one of the classic moments of Mother Teresa. Because I saw Mother make people cry. I saw Mother, like, intercede for babies. But I never seen Mother, like, intercede for a seminarian stuck on a tarmac. So God was good. God was good. Those are There's so many experiences of Mother and the sisters that could go on countless, countless hours. You know, birthday's coming up, so... We gotta do something special for mother this this That's what this, this is. I don't know if you know that. Okay. That's, that's what we're doing I didn't now. Know. I didn't know. I mean that's the Appreciate camera. That. Hi. It's great. Now <laughs> wait, so and then you and then so classic, I used to I used to work for you once upon a time. I was your youth minister and I remember moving stuff in around the basement. I'm pretty a messy guy, so I go in the basement a lot trying to grab stuff. And I remember one time I walked in your basement and I was shocked to see a passenger seats <laughs> like you took out a passenger seat from your Pontiac or I don't know what, what, what course Corsica alright yeah my bad uh, and his mother's face was on it and yeah. she was like Woo! we, put a, we like, put a picture of mother in someone's there. hands that like, was that was uh, so when the car died slow down I, I took the car seat I had the car seat taken out so I I <laughs> towed it every man's a second class relic mother touched it do you still have it? Yeah. I still have it? I'm taking her with me. Everywhere I go, bro. And did she That's ever... my car. That's my car seat. Did she ever, like... I mean, you drove her around, but did she ever talk to you? Like, what did she say? Oh, yeah. Mother was like, very good. We passed her church, and she would bless the church. This was Mother's way of blessing. She like, saw any kind of church. It didn't matter what the denomination. She bam. She cross. Bam. Yeah. She's just so bam. beautiful. And that's what we were doing. We were just... We would make our way up North Capitol over to National... And it was just really beautiful because, you know, Mother had this this incredible capacity to penetrate people, and her presence was just incredibly lively. So, who can com- who can compare to Mother? It's just it's only experience of profound holiness. John Paul II as well, where you just sense the beautiful presence of Christ. Mm-hmm. You cry? Uh, I don't think so. I was so deeply touched by the reality of meeting Mother. I didn't know what <laughs> yeah, to do. for sure. You're like, I don't know. Hi, Mother. How? how you know, like, and she was tiny. You know? And years later, man. Like, what it's was it, 25 years later? Yeah, it's been a guide. You know, my work with the sisters, my work with the poor. A Because you're, you're still connected with the missionaries mm-hmm. journey today. Help them out. Mm-hmm. But I think what's more, what's equally profound is that what I recognize is that the profound impact of my love for the poor personally for Mother through mother and the poor now and how I express it in my own diocesan way is attributable to my experience with mother and the, and the missionaries of charity. Yeah, Absolutely. no question. So how do you answer I mean, and you might be like, I don't answer it. But like, there are some haters. Like, there's some people that really dislike what mother like stood for. Kind of what you alluded to in the beginning, which people have a misconception of what mother was here to do. Mm-hmm. And if you get that wrong... You're gonna miss the boat completely, and one of them I think was uh, Christopher Hitchens, one of uh, like a huge uh, atheist back in the day, like one of the four horsemen, like atheist back in like in Mother's time. I think he passed away in 2010 or, or, or right around there. Christopher Hitchens, and he 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 made this whole he wrote a book and did a video like about how he believed that Mother was like from hell, like like oh, really? and that 
you know, she would never, like, she could have built hospitals with her money. She could have did so much more with her influence. And she chose to leave these people in their sickness, in their death, that he went personally to the mission, like, to, to Calcutta and all these places. And they saw, like, the poor conditions of, like, the needles they were using and, and everything. And so he used it as a way to kind of just say, she's a fake, she's phony. And, I mean, I don't well, know. Mother, like, what do you... Well, Mother, I think the charism of missionaries of charity is not to be f- always first class. Mother's charism was to live among the poorest of the poor with the greatest of simplicity and then through that serve the poor. I think that the sisters dramatically show us that he- love can heal many things as well. And was it first class? I don't know. It depends what you consider first class. Is first class nice hospital beds, or is it being loved? And I think that I would say the sisters provide a first class love. There are always going to be people that disagree because they have their own expectations. And I think mother would probably have said, I'll feed the poor and serve the poor in this way, and that others care for others in their own way. This is the way God has put it in my heart, in my life. And I think that mothers stay true to that to the bitter yeah. end. And so do the sisters. They're faithful to that to the end. Absolutely. I thought it was more of like an, a ministry of like accompaniment in that like in that condition. Like it wasn't her calling to open up a bunch of hospitals and to make an empire yeah. or whatever. It was to walk with the sick and the dying and to live amongst them and to love them that way and to show them Christ that way. Well, maybe the simplest way to think about it was when mother would open a new home, she called it a tabernacle. And, of course, every home of the MCs had a church, had a chapel. But Mother would always say, I, I've opened 657 tabernacles. Meaning, it could be the home, could actually be where the Blessed Sacrament is stored. you know. And that was Mother's image. It wasn't grandiose. It was simplicity, where the sisters all live the same, no matter where they are, what country. But they do so for the glory of God, following the da- daily prayer schedule. And I think Mother's work is incomprehensible unless you have faith. You just won't get it. Mother's work is incomprehensible. Wow. And another thing that I think sometimes is incomprehensible is like I'm trying to figure it out myself, even like trying to word it. When I don't know if someone asked her, like, what would you be known for? You know, like they were like, Mother, what would you be known for? What would be like the patroness of you would be the patron of? And do you remember, like, I think maybe you talked about it. She said she was the patron of, like... Of the slums? Either that or darkness. I don't even know. But it was it was something yeah. offhand. Like, you think, like, okay, that's really dark. Like, you think she'd be remember. patron no. of, Mother like, was the free. poor, but Mother it was, was something in, different. She was very free. She was not um, burdened by popularity. And she was certainly not burdened by the struggle of what people thought of her. She simply was a woman that did everything she could in the humblest manner to glorify God by the work. It was that simple. A, a, an elevation of heart and mind to the Lord. Mm-hmm. And um, do you think in this day and age, like we're in 2019, 20, what would you say to, like for the young, like for, for the church as it is right now, what is one thing that we need to adopt from mother well, I think now, a, and specifically now in this culture. Well, I think you could take the phrase of Francis, the spiritual accompaniment. Mother would walk with people and help them understand very profoundly you know, how to live your Christian life. 
Secondly, mother would also speak the truth to them, which is very much like Jesus Christ. Mother would accompany to bring them to the truth. And that's a very important component of mother. Mother never wanted people to live in the darkness of error and sin. And so through walking with people, through understanding their pain, she could actually help them experience the liberating love of Christ. And I think thirdly, mother would recognize probably in our culture the incredible isolation and the lack of being loved. And more than anything else in our culture, that's what mother taught, like how many people feel unloved. And I think mother would be very, the sisters are still carrying out, you are loved, you are loved, because that's part of being a Christian, showing God's love to others. That's great. That's cool. And that's, and I think that's something that's so foreign. I wish it was like second nature, like people would just do it. But I mean, I miss the poet. I miss opportunities to do that too. We all do. But I, I think that we get so sort of hand-tied by how is this going to be perceived you know even what other people think well yeah I mean you know your neighbor across the street is really sick and you know they're doing you know you want to make a meal for them but you're all caught up in how is it going to be perceived are they going to eat it you know I mean I think like that just make the casserole who cares just make it just drop it off if they don't like it they'll throw it out the back door (laughs) I mean just do it like because you've never done that well I just say to people all the time just do it just do it. Quit asking Nike. for permission. I don't know what I'm talking about. You, yeah, you said it. <laughs> but, and I, it's so liberating. Because otherwise people are just they're just going to sit and say, well, I was going to make a casserole, but I didn't think it was... And I don't know whether you like chicken or beef. Just make it. Who cares? If they don't like it, they'll return it. They'll give it to some other neighbor. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you got a book there. Mm. One Heart Full of Love. This is a great book. It's out of print. Although you can, I mean, you can get it all. Oh, thanks. Online. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's no longer thing. available to you. But it's for you for a mere five thousand dollars. No, this is one of Mother's great books, and this is what it says: Jesus is the light that I want to radiate. He is the way to the Father. Jesus is the love I want to share. Jesus is the joy I want to demonstrate. He is the peace that I want to sow. Jesus is everything to me. Without Him, I can do nothing. Dude, that's wild. Yep. And out of all those, why why choose that quote? Well, I just think that she identifies Jesus as more than just in the tabernacle, more than just the dying man. He shows she we are shown Jesus is all these things: the light, the way, the love, the joy. And I think that's where mother people have to understand mother. Mother just didn't spend all of her time praying or just working with a, a sick person. She was all of these things. That's how she radiated radiated the love of Christ. Mm-hmm. I was, it was it was funny like um, a couple like three years ago when I, we started the Holy Ruckus one of the I kind of wanted um, her to kind of be like a patron of like what we do nice. you know just because the way that she walked with people and, and she sought out different folks and I was like oh man like that's something like I want the Holy Ruckus to, to be known for or, or this ministry like just being a, a, a place a hub where people can can be thought of and be and walk with nice. so when the podcast shows that we do or the videos that we do when we can highlight a saint that embodies that like this was the one I wanted to do and it was funny because um, there's even did you know that Marvel Comics actually made a comic book of Mother? Mm -mm. Yeah there's there's an actual comic book of one St. John the Paul II and then St. Mother Teresa and I don't think I think it's also out of print Wow So you can't have one (laughs) 
But you can. So if you're listening and you're watching, well, this one's a heart full of love. One, one heart full of love by who? Mother Teresa. Oh. It's all in the quotes. All the quotes. Yeah. Cheated, man. I thought it was a book. No. Why don't you audiobook it or something? No, we're not. Okay. But anyway, the comic book, the comic book of Mother Teresa or whatever, uh, we're actually going to give away uh, to a good home. And so, what? Give it to me. Okay. Well, anyway, Father, thanks so much for, for kicking it. We've been, uh, um, I've always known about uh, um, the impact or, or someone of course I've seen when you walk in and, and, you, and you see, you know, things of Mother Teresa or the, or the car seat mm-hmm. or, or things that I'm like, whoa, she's, she must have meant something like pretty Mother heavy. Mother was huge. Mother was huge in my priesthood. I mm-hmm. give thanks to God for the times I met her. Yeah. So like, that's pretty wild. And then, um, oh, last one, last one. How is she able to, and like, kind of like, how is she able to like put a straight face like to all the people that she met in high places, celebs or whatever, and able to kind of, I mean, you hear the story of like where she talks to like Hillary, or Hillary Clinton's giving a speech and then she like says something about abortion or, or something. Well, mother was or, like just very Princess free. Diana and like mother, all these people. Mother was very free, you know. Um, I was there for the inaugural opening of the Western Avenue House. Okay. When it was there, it was a, um, a, for children, and there were some other dignitaries there. And Mother was just very free. Mother had her words to speak, would speak, and she just knew that this is what God wanted. So I don't think Mother compared herself to those people. Mother was a spiritual giant, and even though she was a woman of small stature. Because she could penetrate the truth, man. And you heard Mother, and she spoke with authority. Even though she spoke very quietly, you sensed the presence of God. Awesome, man. And that's our first episode of Sinner, Sinner, Saint. Don't worry, you don't have to come back for a second one. Great. (laughs) Thanks so much for watching and for listening. Father, anything for the people about Mother or anything else? No, just try to serve the poor. All the poor is where we will encounter Christ, and that's where we'll encounter Mother. God bless you. So we got to go to Calcutta? No, local. So I can do that? Yeah. Bring me a sandwich. There you go. (laughs) Thanks, guys. All right. That's it. That was our uh, little uh, try, a little episode, a little trial run with Sinner, Sinner, Saint. If you liked it, drop us a comment. Let us know what saint you would like to hear about next. Um, let's get into it, man. We can do these well-known ones, but let's go with some more obscure saints that maybe folks want to know a little bit more about or, or just a new angle on a very familiar saint that we can do. And if you have a guest idea of someone that you know knows a lot about St. Dominic or someone that knows a lot about uh, St. Thomas Aquinas and would bring out the best in a episode of Sinner, Sinner, Saint, let us know in the comment section of the Holy Ruckus website, holyruckus.com, or you can hit us up on Facebook and Instagram just directly because we're rolling, man. We're, we're cranking these out, and we're excited to bring it to you. And, of course, uh, always subscribe, like, and share if you dig it. If it was something that brought value to you, go ahead and let us know. We want to communicate. We want to open up the dialogues with you, our listeners. Thanks for rocking with the best. The Holy Works Podcast. God bless. Have a good night.